I can't stomach any of these shows, Bachelor, Bachelorette, <laughs> any of that stuff. But the charged up silver fox here is not something <laughs> it's not, it's not I'm really be. interested in witnessing. Uh, hey, come on, man. Okay. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 11 minutes after 6 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Everybody's a little salty today. Not the way we drew up that first game. It's definitely a little crusty this morning. <laughs> Man, 3-0, to zero, all good, all good, all good. Yeah. They're not going to get to Corbin Burns. 3 nothing. that's good. It's enough runs. Uh, so... This is the epitome of the Brewers sometimes. It's fine. It's fine. It's a three-game series. You That's win right. today? Yeah. It's tomorrow, not fine, right? It's fine. It's not. It's fine. They, but they, they do win today fine. for multiple reasons, one of them being that we, we have Plush coming back today. Nigel Morgan will be back today, and that he's going to bring the, the positive juju. You know, it, and still a lot to celebrate regardless. Like, it was an amazing day at American Family yeah. Field. So much fun in the parking lots for a lot of folks. So much fun in the stadium. Largely full. Maybe you, the rafters weren't full. Yeah, I, but I'm not sure you can be down on... I mean, this wasn't Tampa Bay where they had like eight people there. I mean, this <laughs> right, was... They literally don't care. We didn't know the starting time of the games until what, yesterday? I mean, it was like a couple of days ago. And I, I think you... I, I mean, you can't expect it to be sold out on a school night without knowing the game was even going to be played at 6.08. Crowd sounded awesome. Sounded super loud. Yeah. And all the fun with Bob Uecker. Uke threw out the first pitch. That went okay. Well... <laughs> Despite it was, how you described it. <laughs> he threw out you the first that? pitch, but then he was late. He was late to get into the broadcast. Well, you might not have heard him in the first. He's ready to go in the third. Here he is, Bob Euchre. All right, Jeff, thank you. Got a little late getting up here. Um, throwing out the first pitch tonight, and uh, my son, Bob Jr., caught it. And then framed it too long, and the game was delayed. And I mean, <laughs> Burns deals on the outside corner, strike one. Really trying to get you more strikes, Yuki. That's what that's what he's doing. I get it. There's enough strikes going on around the country, man. <laughs> well, can you give him a minute? Oh, like he's boy. out there, and then the, you know. Game doesn't wait for him no, to get no. back up to the booth. The booth's on the second level, so I assume he went back through the dugout, right? And, and then you got to get through. I mean, you're going to bump into a person or two, also. You got to walk through at least one hey, concourse. You must be in the front oh, row. Yeah. Hey, hey. Absolutely. Can I mean, you he's got to deal with to navigate that fan. place. If you're Bob Euchre, oh, he's mobbed, right? So no worries. He got there by the third inning. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. Level called him out. So he's a little late. Hmm. What's going on there, Euchre? 613, Brandon Snide has uh, everything that's happening with the game today. Again, we said Freddie Peralta is going to get the start for the crew tonight. We've got more on that in sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Postseason baseball getting underway in Milwaukee last night. Not a great night for our brew crew as they drop game one of their best of three wildcard series to the Arizona Diamondbacks. This one by a final score of 6-3. The story of this one, missed opportunities after missed opportunities. Line drive, caught by Longoria at 30, throws to second, and they double up Willie Adamas. Oh, my goodness. Evan Longoria, the multiple gold glove winner, shows it off at third base. 
climbs as high as he can on the ladder and with the slimmest margin of leather in his glove, pulls down what would have been at least a game-tying hit for Tyrone Taylor. You want to know what I screamed at my TV following that? <laughs> Are you allowed yes. to say it? Get the, get the dump button ready. Whoa, that was frustrating. <laughs> is that, is oh, that my goodness. Don't leave with the word of word that starts with our F, please. That freaked me out. Come on, man. You made Pancake nervous. I know today. I did. He's all right. We're good. I will say this. It was a hell of a play. It wasn't like he hit it right at him and Langora didn't even have to move and it the, just hit him in the mitt. Like he did reach for it. He and, did. And the worst part about it is he almost retired last year. <laughs> yeah. I really liked and then your he desperate house. Play housewives. after play on Ooh. third base. I was like, holy cow. Yeah, I'm sure if he had a nickel for every time he heard that, Vince. <laughs> Uh, Oh, that's Eva Lagoria. Two different people. (laughs) Corbin Burns did get the start for the Brewers. He was given an early three-run lead at one point. The former Cy Young winner would go on following that lead and struggle mightily, giving up back-to-back homers in the third inning and allowing the Diamondbacks to climb right back into the lead. No, they were were more waiting and out. They weren't super aggressive. Obviously, a couple of guys lined up were aggressive, but... um, you know, there's a lot of pitches tonight that, that could have gone both ways um, as far as, you know, on the edge of the zone, at the bottom of the zone that, um, you know, give you an 0-1 versus a 1-0 count. But um, they just did a good job of, of, you know, not chasing a ton of pitches. Um, and when I left the ball up, they uh, they didn't miss. Burns took the loss for game one, allowing four earned runs after that loss as well. Manager Craig Council speaking on losing game one at home. And if there is any worry about his bullpen after using six relievers. You know, in a, in a three-game series, you you lose game one, your back's up against the wall. And, and you've, you've, you've faced adversity, and we got to respond to it. Um, it's simple as that. So we'll be fine in the bullpen tomorrow. No no concerns there. And um, we've got to just come out and play a good game. As you guys heard Vinny earlier, the Brewers will face elimination tonight. Freddie Peralta will look to keep that from happening. He gets the start that first pitch is set for 6.08. Coverage will get underway right here on WTMJ, beginning at 5.30. The Green Bay Packers were back on the practice field on Tuesday afternoon in preparation for a Week 5 trip to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Some good news on the injury front for the Pack. It's been a long time coming for former first-round pick Eric Stokes, who has battled more than one injury in his comeback. He was finally back on the practice field. It's been a long time. been almost like Danny a, a year. So it felt good being back out there today. It felt great. It felt great. More good news for the Packers. Elton Jenkins, who sprained his MCL in Week 2, he was also back at practice ahead of Monday night showdown. Could the Pro Bowl guard be back and ready for a Week 5 matchup? I mean, we'll just have to you know go through the week and see how practice goes um, and see how the knee feel up to that um, time. So we just got to go through the week. And, he, and, Vinny, there's even more good news. Jair Alexander, yes, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, Luke Musgrave, and Zach Tom. All participants in practice on Tuesday. They will be back out there later today. An updated injury report should follow shortly after. Coming up, you may have very well munched on these yummy chips. Did you know they're made right here in Wisconsin? That story next. At 623, on this Wednesday morning, local company is adding... 10,000 square feet of manufacturing space and the capacity to nearly triple its output. This expansion will allow Jackson's to process 1 million pounds of sweet potatoes every week. What do they do with all those sweet potatoes, E? We must consume them in some way. They right? turn them into tasty chips. Ah, yes. You may have already munched on Jackson's sweet potato chips. 
But did you know they're made in Muskego? What you just pointed out is not unusual. We find a lot of people that found our chips, but they have no idea that it was Wisconsin made. Jackson's CEO, James Marino, tells us this all started as a family business. Scott and Megan Reamer, their son Jackson, on a restrictive diet due to a rare autoimmune disorder, started making their own healthy snacks. They got some homemade equipment or some equipment that they brought into the kitchen and started making their own snack food. Kettle cooked sweet potato chips. They're non-GMO, they're vegan, and they're top nine allergen free. So even our traditional, even our flavors that um, are dairy in name, which would be like our farmhouse ranch and our habanero nacho, are dairy free. So very friendly for the entire family to eat. You know, as food allergies just continue to be a growing trend. So they're healthy, but how are they also so tasty? The sweet potato is a very unique flavor relative to a white potato. And so we develop flavors that are synergistic to both the sweet potato and the oil that we're using because we use two premium and generally non-traditional oils as it pertains to snack foods in terms of avocado oil and coconut oil, not, not your typical, you know, seed-based oils like canola oil. Don't take their word for it. Demand is rising so rapidly, the two new kettles and expanded processing capacity in Muskego will allow Jackson's to crank out 600,000 bags of kettle-cooked sweet potato chips every day. Are there any new flavors in the works? And if so, do you need any taste testers? <laughs> I, I might know there's, some. There's always new flavors in the works, and we always welcome any taste testers. <laughs> Good, I'm so. available. <laughs> Vince Petrano, WTMJ News. How many chips did you have to eat? <laughs> Just sit there and eat the whole <laughs> It was not my own personal audio, <laughs> although I did... Jackson sent up a, a sample pack. Yeah, you gave right? me a pack. around. Great. Which which kind did you end up with? Uh, I think I had just the original. Which is like if I had to pick a favorite, fine. just nothing yeah. wrong with just sea salt, right? Mm, it was fantastic. Feeling really good, but they have a number of different flavors. You mentioned a couple of the spicy flavors are really good. They've got one with ha- with jalapeno in there. there They've you got go. the mm. uh, the habanero ranch, I mm. think. So real tasty, and and as they said, they're always working on new flavors. But this is super cool. Right now, Jackson's brings. Those fresh sweet potatoes from multiple states. But uh, James, I did ask him, like, can you get Wisconsin sweet potatoes? And there's a line that goes up like Highway 39 in the central part of the state okay. where potatoes are grown. And they think that that's a really good spot for sweet potatoes. And if they can locally source those here in Wisconsin, they would Ooh. love to do that. So great company. It's Jackson's. Enjoy those tasty chips. Okay, Brewers lost. They're in a must-win situation tonight, but there is good news at 1265 Lombardi Avenue. Brandon Snide has that in sports coming up at 645. Changes at Capitol Hill. They need a House speaker. We'll dig into it with Ken Harris, Dr. Ken Harris from 1017 The Truth, coming up at 650. A record-setting streaming debut, Vince, for your... Don't say it. ...soon-to-be most favorite television show... The Golden Bachelor. I want to find that person. And a lot of people finding that person in The Golden Bachelor. ABC says when the reality dating show featuring seniors premiered the following day on Hulu, it was the number one ABC series premiere ever on the streaming service. That's based on views after three days of streaming. Across all platforms, ABC says 7.7 million people have watched the first episode. There's a new episode Thursday night. That's ABC's Jason Nathanson. I'm not quite sure what... Why that's the case, total viewer count was the best three-day total for any installment of the Bachelor franchise since season 16, a season 16 episode of The Bachelorette back in November of 2020. So why this would be the next one to just pop? 
Just because it's different? Maybe? Different, yeah. I can't stomach any of these shows, Bachelor, Bachelorette, <laughs> any of that stuff, but the charged-up Silver Fox here is not something <laughs> it's not, it's not I'm really interested in witnessing. Uh, Come on, man. Guy. Yeah, why, why do I want to watch that? As opposed to what? If it was a younger man? I don't want to watch that either. Well, the, the, the reality shows do have a specific niche. It's not for everybody, that's true. <laughs> Am I in the minority on this? You watch that garbage, don't you? <laughs> yes, do you do. Not. You don't? I not really. No, I can't remember. There's the last something you watched that I that I teased you about, a, like a guilty pleasure, and we all have them. Like we all have. Mm. The, you watch that? <laughs> I I don't know if it's reality stuff. I'd have to let me go through my. Well, catalog. It wasn't Shark Week. It was something silly. <laughs> <laughs> Six thirty-eight on Wisconsin's morning news. Coming up on 642 this Wednesday morning. When is my phone going to buzz today? 1.20 Central Time. Are we making such a big deal out of this just to let people know so they don't freak out, so everybody knows it's a test, so we know it's coming? Is that yeah, what? Yeah, essentially. And to just what raise the sense of urgency is here. Yeah. Okay. So basically, what's happening is a nationwide test of the federal emergency alert system. So, you know, when you hear the ant, ant, and all that on TV or on the radio. What they're doing now is they're making sure that the phones are also involved in case the government would ever need to get a hold of you ASAP for one specific reason. Would you like to know how it's going to sound? Uh, sh- sure I would, I guess. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> I kid, I kid. I was, just, I was almost going to stop you because we were told not to play the tones. Right. Yeah, no, no, you do not ever want to hear the or play the tones because that'll cause... Because we don't want you to mistake right. that then for and an it actual can also, warning. And it can also trigger things, which you don't want to do either. So yeah, so the federal government going to be testing... But that the, worked. Yeah. <laughs> so your radio, your TV, your cell phones, Wade Whitmer is with FEMA, and he explains why the government has now added the cell phones to this. While people may be tuned in to radio and television in the evening, they weren't necessarily tuned in throughout the daytime to be able to receive a warning if... Ever there should have to be one. Yeah, so that's why they're using the phones now as well. FEMA's got to test this alert system at least once every three years. So this is national level. I know like locally you can get weather alerts and all that stuff, but you can turn that off, even if it's amber alerts or other things. So this you cannot turn off. You cannot put your phone to a setting to uh, to prevent this from playing at 120. For the national test, there's not the ability to opt out of the phone, and that's per the legislation that was passed in 2006. So if you got one phone, you got three phones, however many you got, they're going to go off. Bang. Now, now what, you can, what you can do is turn – I mean, if it, this is really that big of a deal, I don't really think it is. It's just going to buzz. You'll look at your phone, and you'll wonder, and then you move on. Uh, and it'll say this is a test. But what you can do is turn your phone off. However, if you turn your phone on within like the half hour between 120 and 150, it's still going to buzz. You get the retroactive yeah, buzz? Yeah, Okay. So I just, just, I don't know, maybe just be prepared at 120 for a quick buzz and then you move on with it's your It's largely life. a good thing. I think why people sometimes turn them off is because... They get alerts for things that don't pertain to them, and that you know becomes how do, bothersome. How do you mean? Well, it's scary. <laughs> it makes me jump. Yeah. Well, right. And if you're, you know, sometimes we've had situations where they've been delivered to a wider audience than was necessary. Hey, there's a 
lock your doors here at the 27th and whatever, and people up in Grafton are getting this alert. Right, yeah. like, what? They, you know, yep, they've run into issues before where so, they've mistargeted maybe the geofence. Right. And increasingly, the National Weather Service is putting out sort of messaging for things that aren't as serious as they used to be. Like now we get, and I don't know if you necessarily get an alert on your phone for the quote unquote special weather statement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it used to be, yeah. you know, watch warning, okay. Now there's a maybe a thunderstorm coming that is marginal and it's a special yes. weather statement. So if yeah. everything's an alert, then nothing's an alert. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Guys, guys, guys! Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Corbin Burns gave up a few homers. The Brewers' offense left 11 runners on base as Arizona takes game one of the best of three wildcard series on Tuesday night by a final score of 6-3. to Freddie Peralta will get the start tonight as Milwaukee looks to avoid elimination. That first pitch is scheduled for 6-08. Coverage will begin right here on WTMJ at 5-30. The Green Bay Packers got a boost at practice on Tuesday afternoon. Elton Jenkins, Jair Alexander, Luke Musgrave, and Eric Stokes were all participants in the team's preparation for Week 5 in Las Vegas. And lastly, the Bucks tipped off the start of their training camp in Milwaukee on Tuesday afternoon. The team will hold their first preseason game on Sunday against the Chicago Bulls. That tip-off is all set for noon. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. It's only been one game in the 2023 postseason for our Milwaukee Brewers, and following just one game, this team is now just one loss away from ending their season. On Tuesday night, it was a microcosm of what we have seen in 2023 all season long. An up and down offense, missed opportunities, and far too many runners were left on base. I don't know about you, but for me, the vibes in this year's playoffs just seem a tad bit off. First, it was the injury news on ace Brandon Woodruff that will likely keep him out for the remainder of the season. Then it proceeded with the skipper's decision on Jesse Winker over Garrett Mitchell on the playoff roster. And last night, it was the only two All-Stars for this team that allowed all six runs that Arizona scored. Burns obviously had a tough outing, was given a three-run lead at one point, and preceded that, allowing four earned runs in a performance that was uncharacteristic of his usual dominance on the mound. Williams, who has been a reliable force all season long, surrendered an additional two runs in a one-run game, which obviously only added to the Brewers' offensive struggles. On the roster side of things, questionable would be one way to put it. One notable decision that raised many eyebrows was manager Craig Council's choice to go with Jesse Winker in the lineup over a guy like Garrett Mitchell. Winker was the first guy off the bench last night, and like you, following his strikeout, I was scratching my head as well trying to figure out what actually was the purpose of that. Put it nicely, Winker's performance, when he does play, has been inconsistent all season long. One game and one opportunity is left for this year's Brewers team to save their season. Sometimes, though, overthinking is as dangerous as not thinking at all. Just about 6.53, this has never happened before in the history of this country. The House Speaker, ousted by his own eight Republicans on the far right of the party, led by Florida Congressman Matt Gates, joined all Democrats in a vote to remove Congressman McCarthy as Speaker. Nay. Clyburn. Yay. Yay. Gates. Yes. Yay. And there he is. Motion carries Congressman Patrick McHenry, now the Speaker pro temp, ending the session with an emphatic gavel bang. Chair declares the House in recess, subject to the call of the chair. 
I mean, <laughs> he hit that so he hard. He hammered that. I mean, Ken, he won't. He wound up and slammed it down. Dr. Ken Harris, our teammate from 1017 The Truth, in the house this morning. So, Jordan Love throws a pass. Christian Watson catches the pass. Okay, I like this so far. And then stops at the five-yard line and says, hey, Jordan, I'm I'm not running across the, the, the goal line because last week, Thursday, when we lost, you threw a pass, and I asked you to throw the pass in the second play of the game, and you didn't throw it until the third quarter. So because of that, I'm not scoring today. And I'm blowing up the whole team because of it. Meanwhile, your score would give us, we're five points behind. We don't even need to, to, to kick the field goal. We'll have one point. We won. And he stops. And that's what that guy with the G in his name, that guy is, I, I'm, I'm like, what is he, an idiot? Well, now, so let me, let me, let me characterize his at least public stance. Hey, is, I want to hear look, this. You didn't, uh, you, first of all, you made a deal with the Democrats, which you said you wouldn't do. You're dealing with the other side of the party, which we don't like. You uh, didn't prom- didn't follow mm-hmm. through on your promises on spending. You didn't follow through on this, didn't follow through mm-hmm. on that. All things that we agreed upon right. when we, what was it, 15 votes or whatever it took right. it to took elect you as speaker. Votes, yeah. Gates is saying that, no, you went back on all this stuff. Right. Well, this is a principled stand. Well, most of it they did. They just didn't do it when he wanted it. And you would have to be a two-year-old not to understand that's why we have the word bipartisan in our vocabulary. So if you think you're going to get something done and you only have what, a, a five-person majority? What? That, that's just idiotic. What's the play for the, for the Dems here, Ken? That, that one confused me why there weren't some Democrats who were willing to – now, great, a number of them said, look, we don't trust Speaker McCarthy. We don't you know, think he's an honest broker. However – you have managed to get some things done most recently over the weekend, right. getting that spending package so right. at least you kept the government open and funded. This is a guy who at least would engage in conversation with you. So why not a handful of Democrats rise up and, and save his speakership? Because you don't know what you're going to get next. Because if it was reversed, Republicans wouldn't do it either. I mean, at some point, people have to live in the real world and in reality to figure out that when I was growing up, thank goodness I can say that, when you got into office, once you were in, they gave the leader everything they needed to get their job done. Because when we get in, we want it. It's the same thing with Robin Voss. You keep shutting down everything that the governor's doing, then you complain that the governor's not doing anything. It's, it's the same idiocy. Both sides have it. And at some point, it's going to destroy this country. You know, we were just talking about the Golden Bachelor earlier about how the, <laughs> how the ratings for that that show I'm are interested like, to see how you weave this in because that's what congress is all it is <laughs> all it is is a bunch of golden bachelors who want to be reality tv right. show stars right. that's absolutely. all they are absolutely and they all want to be seen absolutely. and heard and get fundraising off of it i just think they're they're a bunch of clowns who want to get their name in the paper and be seen on tv and, and of all is, the golden and this bachelors. is how the congressman from florida is being t- this is how he's getting his attention the guy must be from Florida, who's the Golden Bachelor? Because he looks like question. he has a perpetual tan. He, he looks good, and he's That's, not the most handsome guy in the world. He's not bad so, looking though. Seventy-two year old guy. Uh, anyway, you're not <laughs> watching that, are you? 
Go to no. Bay. <laughs> I saw the preview come across. That's as much as I've seen of any show of The Bachelor that has the title Bachelor in it. Every time I see it, I shudder. I do. Oh. But going back to my point, though, no matter what happens, I mean, it's it's a win for the Florida congressman. Well, I think that there should be a rule, but we're we're we're, we're talking about people who didn't change rules when Pelosi was there, and so now it came back to bite them. So at some point, they're their own worst enemy. God bless them. And what I would do is that whenever you're not in session, you don't get paid for those days. That'll make everybody work. They're in recess like till next week, That's too. This right. won't even be and resolved. And then you want to recess, you only have 45 days to get up. Okay, take a break and cool off. <laughs>